James <laughs> Dillon. James Dillon. That's a tight name. I'm just under the influence, but I'm taking it on the chin fluence. Well, I'm just under the influence of you. Well, hello. Welcome to Under the Influence Podcast, episode 11. How are we doing, Dylan? Is this series two? It is series two, isn't Season it? two. Series... Se- no, hold on. This, yeah, season two. It is. Because the series is a whole thing. Okay. I think. All right, season two then. Season two. That feels a little bit American to me, but... It is American. Well, you yeah. can call it series, I don't mind. But we started season two last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So this is episode two of series two. Yeah, season two. Se- season series two. two. Yeah. Which is back in July, wasn't it? <laughs> or the end of the summer was the last one. So apologies for not it being so long since we've... Um... No, we keep saying we're not apologising. This is just how we flow now. That's man. true. Yeah. It's just how we flow. Yeah, well, I've had a lot on. okay? We've been very busy. I've been recording yeah. Tambourine with the reverse. Yeah, so you that have. takes up all kinds of time. I can't yeah. have time for podcasts. So apologies. But we will, season two, series two, it will, we will be on a roll very soon. <laughs> I'm looking at you for, for uh, reinf- reinforcement. No, not even yeah. I believe that, let alone the listeners. Terrible. <laughs> All right, shame. Okay, so yeah, James Dillon, that's a tight name. <laughs> so tell us about that. Uh, well, basically, on the, this week's show, I did an interview with uh, the sax- saxophone player James Brandon Lewis, who is, well, he lives in New York. And um, he was playing over at the uh, Cafe Otto at the beginning of February. Brilliant. And he contacted me beforehand to say, uh, would you like me to do an interview with him? And I just jumped at the chance. The guy is an absolute amazing. He was on Six Music a few weeks ago with uh, Giles Peterson. And uh, yeah. And now, was... he's, now he's on Under the Influence podcast. And now he's on the Under the Influence podcast. So you'll get to hear that. Fabulous interview I did with him later on. We'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah, that was that was right at the end of the year. That's brilliant. Yeah. So so we've got that interview coming up with um with uh, Dylan later on. But yeah. we'll kick things off now. This is a track from Zeth Townsend, who has played for Under the Influence a few times, a few years back now. But he's now I'm delighted to say he's moved down to Cornwall. He's got a band. He's got a bass player and drummer. He's doing about three gigs a week or something. I hear. So he's got a lot going on. So this is a, a an old classic by him. This is called the whole thing. It's not just your body when I talk to you That makes you more exciting than a career's interview It's not just your beauty that this says see-through And it's not just from within, it's all around you And after flowing conversations of fantasy and wit That drive away depression Leading to expression That give me such a natural high There's things I like to do Like discuss the state of Russia All the inland revenue And it's the whole thing It's the whole thing 
It's the whole thing with you La 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 It's not just your smile when I look at you That makes you more intriguing than a feminist book review And it's not like you smile just when you're supposed to And your dreams are like your poems, sensitive and true And after flowing conversations of reality and spirit I look forward to the prospect of you to pursue I can't concentrate on England or the nine o'clock news I'm forever going backwards looking forward to you and it's the whole thing it's the whole thing it's the whole thing with you la 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 because it's the whole thing I'm at one with the universe because it's the whole thing I'm at one with the universe the universe It's not just your soul when I think of you That makes you more empowering than an aerobics costume It's not just your aura, you already knew Has energy that's pure and knows just what to do And after flowing conversations of emotional intellect My past, present and future I'll never neglect You're the only one for me For most of the time with girls I know My love will be platonic But as beautiful as snow And it's the whole thing It's the whole thing It's the whole thing La 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 It's the whole thing It's the whole thing It's the whole thing Whole thing It's the whole thing That was a brilliant Zeth Townsend with the whole thing. Zeth is, as I mentioned earlier, is currently in Cornwall. He's playing lots of gigs. He's set up a new band, so really delighted to hear that. One of my favourite songwriters, and that's one of my favourite songs by him. So that's fantastic. He's Have back we got any listeners in Cornwall? I don't know. I hope, maybe Zeth's listening, hopefully. Well, yeah. We might have loads of listeners in Cornwall. Yeah. We, we've got a far and wide reach, so do go, and, do go and check out Huge. Zeth. 
<laughs> so, uh, so what have we got on our podcast today, Dylan? Uh, well, we've got um, new music from uh, Steve White. He released an album, a solo project, not a protest family one. Ah, cool. So he released an album in November of last year. So I'm going to play a track from that uh, in the, shortly. I've uh, <coughs> got a new two-piece from London called Sea Lion Woman. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about them and a wonderful track from their album from last year. That's right. And we've Obviously, got, got the James Brandon Lewis interview. interview. Yeah, yeah. And we've got uh, Donna and Moneywell and the Stolen Band coming up later. They're currently on tour, so we'll talk a bit about them. Yeah. And uh, you just heard Zeth as well, so we'll be talking more. So what have you, uh, what have you been up to recently, Dylan? I saw um, Michael Chapman. Oh, cool. Uh, rough, uh, rough Trade East. Good. Uh, yeah, he'd done an interview and he's just uh, released a new album. So he was with uh, PJ Cole. Um, and that was, yeah, that was a great interview. It was very funny. So, uh, yeah. No, cool. Uh, got to do that. So, um, obviously, we'll talk about gigs we've Yeah, been I think to we're going to talk about some gigs we're, we went to later on in the show. Um, I know there was a bit of a bit of an outcry last week. Did you see this with the 100 Club? No, I didn't see this. Okay. Have you heard of the, there's a bit of a movement called Support the Support. Have you come across this? And the idea being, you're looking yeah. a little bit... No, no, I haven't, no, I haven't <clears throat> heard this. So uh, I'm intrigued. So the idea is... Is this another Brexit thing or is this a... <laughs> we talked about this off mic. He's pretending just for the audience. <laughs> so he doesn't know what I'm talking about. No, uh, yeah, let's make, we'll keep it natural. Yeah, so uh, support the support, I think, is, is just to try to encourage more people to go and go along early to gigs and, and check out the support band because a lot of support bands, obviously, they perform... And of, half the time they perform into an empty room and everyone just turns up to see the, the headline band. Now, I, I mean, this is a movement that I kind of do feel some affinity with because the whole idea of Under the Influence really came out of the idea of trying to create one show where all the artists would, A, watch each other's sets, would encourage their fans and friends to watch all the other bands on the bill. So it wasn't about one headline artist. It was eight artists mm. performing every month Under the Influence and they were all part of the same show. So you'd arrive at eight o'clock and you'd stay till the end. That was kind of the idea. So I do I do get this idea of support the support. It's something I, I feel I feel quite close to. But I think last week, the 100 Club um, put out a message saying to support the support, they were no longer going to publish stage times on their website or on their Twitter. And it caused a bit of an outcry on Twitter surprisingly Twitter's so an outcry on Twitter let's face it isn't it it must be great to be so yeah. right all the time if you're, <laughs> if you're on Twitter it must be exhausting but a lot of people were very angry about this yeah. um, I think people were complaining that they have childcare or <clears throat> some people who maybe have disabilities and if they don't know the stage times it's hard for them to plan their evenings plan their journeys okay I understand people have got to get babysitters and everything else so there's, yeah. there's that side of things uh, B is it really going to change yeah yeah it's not, is it? The headliner will start generally on most venues, quarter past a half nine. So you've got an idea that the support acts are going to be on before. If you want to see them, you will go and see them. I mean, this, this is a thing that I thought. I thought the weird thing is that They're actually, not going to change. The state, you can pretty much guess the stage times, yeah. right? Even Normally yeah. it's between nine and half past the headliner. Yeah. Occasionally it might be later if it's a, it's a weekend or, or a different venue. So, so people getting really upset that they weren't publishing stage times, I thought was a bit... Um, over the top, maybe? I don't know. Well, there is that. Look, I've gone to see some support acts because I want to see them. So if, <clears throat> it's a difficult one because obviously a lot of support acts you're supporting. You're not the... Per- you, 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 you may be a new band or you may be a gone long while. And yeah. I, like, I've seen Ed Harcourt support acts before. So yeah. a lot of people were there for him because they know Ed Harcourt. You're in a band. You've, yeah, you've done support sets. Uh, yeah. Solo and... <clears throat> as a band 
I don't know what your feelings on it because sometimes you know. Well, I, I do think it's. It can, I, I get it. You know, it's disheartening for support bands who turn up at, at you know they're on stage between seven and eight, and either the place is is dead or empty, or there's a handful of people there who are just standing at the bar ignoring the support band. Yeah. Now, I, I do get it. It is up to the performer to 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 draw the crowd in. That is part mm. of what you've got to get good at, I think. Mm. But it is disheartening. So I think people should should pay a bit more interest in the support. But you can't force that. You're right. And I think another criticism that's come out, which I think is fair, is that a lot of people say, well, they do go to see gigs, but they don't go to the venue early because the venue's charging £6 for a drink or whatever. Mm. They'll go to the pub around the corner, spend a couple of hours there, and then get to the venue in time to see the, the main band that they've paid well, to see. Well, especially if you go so, to something like the Village Underground, and I am going to yeah. name drop here, and unfortunately they're going to have to like it or not. But they yeah. do a small can of lager, and it's like six quid. So, so, so you know, yeah, they completely. could do, people are saying, well, you could do like a happy hour. Yeah. Can you for doing yep. the support sets to encourage people to go to the venue early? You could say half price drinks. What you know, up until eight thirty, people might go there earlier. Might check out the support band. Well, so I get I'm, that. I'm going to bring one other thing in here because obviously I'm a massive lover of music, so I get it. But also, quite if I do go to a gig with a friend, yep. I might not have seen that friend for a while. <clears throat> what I want to do is catch up with that friend before I go to the gig. Yeah, yeah. Because my pet peeve is obviously, and we've spoken about yeah. this in the past, is you go to a gig and people are talking over, it could be the support or the main act. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want people doing that. That's so true. you may get a lot of that, is people have just caught up and they're going to start talking. So there's going to be a mixture of people that do want to see the support act who have gone there purposely beforehand and they want to see it and other people that have been told to turn up early to support, but they don't want to see it and then they start talking. Well, here's a, here's a man I think you wouldn't, Never dare speak through when he's performing. <laughs> Shall we play a bit of Steve White? Yeah, yeah, well, I think we should. Yes. So uh, Steve White released a album, a solo one, um, in November last year. It's called Snowflake, and uh, this is one of the tracks for me. It's nice and short, and funny enough, it's called Nice Not Nice. You go through life trying to be nice. You go through life. Trying to do what's right Being right, being nice Feeling empowered Then someone burns an effigy A grim full tower There's no redemption For people like that There's justice at the end of a baseball bat How can you debate With that kind of hate That sees a white face And calls your mate It's like the free Tommy crowd The DFLA We'll keep doing what we're doing till they all go away. It's still true now, what was true back then. They show their faces round here, they'll see us again. But you've got to draw the line between the shepherds and the sheep, the real Nazis and the company they keep. There's no questions, no keeping it neat. No room for conversation when they're hitting the streets. But don't lose focus, don't lose your perspective It's too easy to get wrapped up in all the invective Most people are good, most people are right Don't forget that, don't forget to be nice Okay, so that was Steve White from his solo album Snowflake with the track Nice Not Nice. And um, Steve White and the Protest family are playing. It's uh, the Ruskin College, Love Music, Hate, Racism. And they've got together 
uh, to do a festival. It's happening on the 18th of May uh, on a Saturday. And uh, Peggy Seeger is on the bill. So That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that is amazing, isn't it? So I would say uh, if you can get the time to go to that, go and do it. I saw her. I saw her live at the uh, Cecil Sharp house last year with my mum. It's great. Oh, magic! <laughs> really good. Really yeah, good. Yeah, well, I bet it was. Yeah, yeah. I've still never been to that venue. Have you never been no. there? No, oh, that's great. That's yeah. criminal. Um, I should, I should do it. And we'll have, uh, we'll have more music later. Uh, but right now, and I'm quite excited about this because, right, there's a guy called James Brandon Lewis. He lives in New York. He was born in Buffalo. He's, he's, he's an amazing sax player. Um. And he got in contact with me on Twitter saying, I'm going to be in London. Would you like to do an interview? And uh, of course, I said, yeah, that would be amazing. And um, I knew he was going to be interviewed because he was playing the Winter Festival in yeah. New York. Um, so uh, he said, uh, why don't we get up? He's got a new album. It's his sixth album. It's called The Unruly Manifesto. Uh, it's an amazing piece of work. Uh, you should listen to it. And... Um, yeah, so I went down and it was after the gig. So after the, the gig at the Cavos, it's a bit noisy. So I'm just pre-warning you now, there's a little bit of cluttering in the background. and Ambience, you know. it's good. Yeah, it's ambience, exactly. And people were popping in and out because he said, do you want to do the interview yeah. in the corner? And I said, look, there's a little room we can pop in. Okay. But people were coming in and out. But um, Including Thurston Moore, I hear. Yeah. I've ruined it. Can we talk about that after? I was in okay. such a good mood until you done. Oh. you said that. Well, we did. You did promise we were going to get him on the podcast, so technically he is He's on the on podcast. The podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here's my interview with uh, James Brandon Lewis. James, thank you for tonight. Oh, that was absolutely stunning. Thank you. Wanted to ask. Obviously, you were playing with Mark Saunders and John Edwards tonight. That's right. How did you meet those guys? Legendary. How did this, Legendary. How did this trio come together? Legendary. Well, you know, this is the thing. You know, throughout history, people of similar vibrations tend to find each other. Yeah. And um, so, of course, I was familiar with Mark and John. You know, having worked with, uh, I mean, Drake, you know, just similar circles. I mean, Drake, William Parker, them, both of them working with Paul Dunlop, yeah. that I'm a huge fan of. I met Paul in 2012. Just an amazing sax player, you know, big sound. Very, um, as far as vowel sounds, like an O sound. Yeah. He's got a very O sound, not nasal, not, not an E sound, you know. So I was very inspired by him, been inspired by him. Um, been inspired by a lot of people. Courtney Pine, who I used to listen to when I was in high school. Um, definitely my peer, Shabaka. He's doing some good, beautiful things. Um, shout out to him. You know, he featured he featured one of my my uh, works, Radiant Imprints, with me and Chad on one of his playlists. It's made. He seems to have exploded yeah. over the last few years. Of course. But it seems like he's been around for a long while. It's just it's weird how all of a sudden it's... Well, there's been this thing over well, you know what? and over here. The people that work, this is the thing. It's like, it's an explosion, but he's in his 30s. I'm in my yeah. 30s. Yeah. Kamasi Washington's in his 30s. Yeah, that's a long while, man. You know, yeah. we've, been, we've been getting it <laughs> for a little bit, you know? Yeah. So we're just kind of riding the wave right now. It's weird that it, it's, it's, it's almost like it's a moment, isn't it? It like, is a moment. It feels like a moment. Yeah. You know, it feels like a special moment in time right now. Where um, people are 
definitely pushing. What I, lo I really love about it is that all, all you guys all seem very open to collaborating with each other yeah. and working. Yeah. And I, I don't know what you feel about the term jazz. Uh -huh. I don't know if you feel it's a very narrow term or it's it, it represents what it is. Because it, jazz seems to be not one thing at all. Like, well, you it know, seems to be like you know, even on your new album, which we'll talk about right, in a bit. Right. There's like electronics on there. And there's electronics. Everything. There is a definitely electronics. Um, but you know, jazz goes through this phase yeah. of always questioning its identity you know like on a unruly manifesto new album i start the album off with year 59 insurgent imagination records by uh, Miles, you had records by Cornet Cole. Jazz never left, first of all. You know, it's like church. It ain't never, it ain't never, people always talk about, well, this is, jazz has come back. Well, yeah. where did it go? It didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's right through it, you know, so. So I think we are at a beautiful time period right now, for sure. With this new record, right. I'm going to ask about the title in a second, but cool. you dedicated it to Charles Haddon and Ornette Coleman. Right, so, why then two? Why this album? And why now? <laughs> okay. I dedicated it to Charlie Hayden, Ornette Coleman, and Surrealism. I got to study with Charlie Hayden from 2008 2010. And thought it was important. Of course, that before that, I was, I dug Ornette. I dug the Dewey Redman, you know. 7 a.m., the, the pick-up of the cocktail? Yeah. Me too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look going on here, don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got to roll to the next game. So, this record is important. Number one, I'm 35. This is the sixth record. There's a record I made in 2010 that people don't try to count, but I put blood, sweat, and tears into that one. I, I treat every record like it's my last record. And on top of that, my grandma, you know, she 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 donated some coins to that record. Now, I mean, I'm not rich, but you know, my grandmother helped me out. So people need to recognize that moments. It's got a South African tune. When I went over to South Africa in 2005, called I Remember South Africa. Folk melody taught to me by people in South Africa. So when people say, I don't hear the South African in it. Well, you need to ask me a question first. I was taught it by somebody that was living in a shack settlement called Deep Sloop in South Africa. So it's South African. <laughs> Whether or not you understand it, you gotta talk to me for it. 35, I felt like just a year of letting people know that I'm gonna continue to be myself. Just like Ornette was always himself, Charlie Hayden was always himself. They were themselves with heat, okay? Many atrocities against them. Oh, the time they were playing as well. Hey, you know, people coming and being physical, physical, feel of physical violence for music. But it feels like an important time now 
for you to for a manifesto. Yeah, yeah manif absolutely. Hey, a manifesto is a declaration. That's all it is. But, you know, you write it up and you say, "This is what I'm about." So Bob Kaufman had the Abominus Manifesto. You know, Jane Cortez. She was working on, you know, uh, free spirits, annals of the insurgent imagination. They had that book, you know, which featured Ornette's work. This is not random. My brain doesn't work in random. My brain works in research and, and, and peeling, peeling back the onion. Keep peeling back the onion. I learned that from Thomas Sayers Ellis. I learned that from my dad, too. You know, they, the elders say, don't bring no light work to the table. <laughs> surface is just surface. You know, so... This is a perfect time. Why not? I'm 35. And Six it's interesting. Hours. You also, you don't just keep it. You, you played with like members of Fugazi. Uh huh. That must bring something new. Yeah. And a different perspective because they're being very much part of a, a political movement as well. Yeah. They, when they first started. Yeah, but I think that it was. Uh, I don't think they was trying. I, no. I can't speak for them. Yeah. I can only speak for myself. Yeah, of course. But what I think was maybe if I can elaborate just like with I'm you know working with heroes and gang leaders and working with Thomas Sayers Ellis for the last seven years it's not like a reaction to it's just a lived experience yeah so tell me about this this uh, moment that you've started right um, there's 12 members is that correct 12 members it's Thomas 12 members uh, it is 12 members. Yeah. Heroes of Gang Leaders. Premier Hotel. And um, we, um, where were you set Dolphin, up? Lane. Lane. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm sorry, Lala. No, no, don't be silly. You guys have got a lot going on. No problem. Yeah. I appreciate this. No, we started this in what year did we start the Heroes of Gang Leaders? Well, we met in 2011. 2011. And Marie Baraka died in 2013, 2014, January. Right. And as soon as he died, we began putting together um, we had already felt influenced by him and was joking around with calling ourselves something in homage to him but not until right after he died we probably went into the studio well, we, no before, after he died we recorded really quickly a poem by me in composition by James called Vernacular Owl somebody some love you hugged before fear the fear of an insanination nation the no blues ruin your bowels Gold devil, public programs like race, them's a repub of dumpster molesters, private like the runs, God evil, somebody had to clean that shit up, somebody, some love who raised you, wise, feathered razors for eyebrows, alto, tenor. Then a few months later in that fall, we went into the studio, so we went to the studio fall of 2014, and that's when we started that session right there. In yeah. three sessions. That was released January 1st. So. I run fast and jump high for you, boss. Division one. I can do division two, three, four. I'd be whatever number you want me to be. First round, traffic. Don't trade me. Play me. So we just held on to it. We held on to it and made other CDs and then released that. I actually thought. We, we had difficulty getting it out there because it was two CD set at first. And I decided to make it one CD and then right. I thought we'd build a reputation before releasing it. Right. Instead of coming out that way. So right. we built something of it. We're not yeah. going away. And that's what I mean by reputation. Not we're serious, not we're the best, not we're good. That we're not going away. And so we released it now to say, 
Not only we're not going away, this is how it began. Yeah, we don't play no games. This is the path, and it's still that path, and not necessarily path of Barack, but the path of um, deception busting, curiosity, wholeness. Courageousness. Repairing the tradition, yeah, bringing all the aspects and movements of the tradition together at once, so that it's not uh, always steeped or um, stationary in one of the isms. You know, exactly. we're not going to be negritude one minute and black arts the next. It, can, it should the human vessel should be able to articulate, express, perform, and live it all at once. And strictly creative. Strictly yeah. creative and strictly courageous. We don't have to use the language that is already out here in the world. We come up with our own language. Yeah, we we we're, you know, we're, we're resisting during, we're resisting the newsfeed vocabulary. Exactly. That creates a uh, false history false historical historical narrative. During the time of hands up, we were saying hands down. We were saying hands we down. Don't, you know, we were, Yeah, so it's we just, put our hands down. That's powerful. And you say a lot of musicians you feel that are feeling the same as you right now and going in that. Oh direction. yeah, I mean of course they are. You know, it's. No, I don't. I feel that the majority of the musicians we come in contact with take the news feed and protest the news feed, not realizing they're protesting the thing that they're eating, the thing that is made for them to eat, so that even the protest is in news feed. So I, I don't believe that. Once the cover story is made, and if you protest simply it, without going beneath it and discovering uh, what's the um, stupid intelligence that informed it, you're just stuck in the cycle of always you're always, you're always at the side of the tennis court that's returning the serve versus making the serve yourself. And I think that's what the creative mind vessel should do. And it's hard to find original work that makes the serve that influences versus original work that returns the serve. You know, they wait, we seem to be wait, as artists waiting for the times and sniffing it and then exhaling it instead of like putting creating the time so that it'll follow you or it'll follow you know that that seems to be lost for some reason we're not we're not those beings anymore and that's a big deal in art that's a big deal in living excuse me in living but i would also say that like i think i'm fortunate enough with people who i work with on this album and on this certain on uh, and i really manifest that they are searching for the vocabulary that's outside of the norm Good. Yeah, well, you know, Jamie Branch, obviously part of the yeah. international anthem. Of course. You know, there's musicians on there. You I know all of them. I play, with, I, play with, I play with Jamie yeah. Branch. Uh, I, I have not played with Jeff Parker, but I have played with Ben Lamar Gay. Oh, you have played. Of yeah, course, we just, play, we just, we yeah, just played in August. Yeah. Um, Luke Stewart, who's a part of Irreversible Entanglements, that's oh, also an international anthem. Oh, they were amazing. I saw them here last year as yeah. well. And I've been knowing Luke for seven years. So. Yeah. These connections are intertwined. You know, it's not just, you know, here they are today. Well, I've been I've been knowing these folks for seven years. We've been in the thick of it for seven years. Yeah. And right now, what I feel like when you say it's a good time period, I think it's a good time period for young people to get the due that the elders who started this music of freedom didn't get to their seventies. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'll see it. I'll get it. You understand? Yeah, absolutely. So we have to honor them yeah. and then respect that and be out here in the world. 
but feel like bring something new to the table, maybe. I'm not. No, I don't get no? into. I don't get into those categories. Okay. Of new. Okay. No way. Okay. No and no new. <laughs> no. When you start talking about you new or innovative, you get into some trouble. Okay. That, I, that's your feeling. That. Yeah, that's my feeling. I don't never talk like that. Yeah. I'm hoping. This is my hope, Dylan. My hope is to get to the truest version of myself before I exit. If I can get to the truest version of myself, let's say I get to about 95%, then I think I've made success. And that's, and that's the truest version of yeah. me. That is what success is for me. So, our podcast is under influence. Uh -huh. And what we used to do is a live night. It was eight musicians. They used uh -huh. to play two tracks of their own, then one of the featured artists. So, out of all the artists that you love, if you had to do one cover of one artist that you love, what would it be? Left Alone. Mel Waldron, performed by Archie Shep and Abdul Ibrahim. <laughs> And I would like to take the composition of a composition by Morrissey and Old Dirty Bastard and make it unrecognizable. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> Guys, thank you. I know thank you've you. got places to go and people to see. If All you right. come back later in the year. Alright, if you got any I'll more questions, just email me. I will do. There's uh, stuff going on, can I ask you one question? Right. I gotta work yeah. on James, later, baby. All right, yo. Nice. Thanks for coming, yo. You touring? Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. All right. <laughs> See you somewhere down the line. All right. Hope so. I'm going to ask you one question. One question. We're going to play one track from whichever album and whatever track. What would you like us to play? Um, and why? I want you to play Unruly Manifesto. Because those individuals are being themselves relentlessly. It's a fabulous record. Thanks. The musicians on it are amazing. Thanks. James, thank you very much. Thanks, man. Really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Um, by the way, yeah. my first name is James. Your first name is James? My first name is James. Wow, yeah. so Dylan. He's the second name. The second <laughs> James Dylan. James Dylan. That's a tight name.
was the 11th hour from James Brandon Lewis's sixth album, The Unruly Manifesto. And um, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I hope it was okay. That was um, brilliant. That was, the interview and, was brilliant and the song was, oh, I love that. It's great. The double bass sounds incredible. Uh, it, so good. And um, he obviously played, he didn't play with that band live. Yeah. Uh, he's got the James Brandon trio. Um, but uh, I just want to do a quick mention because obviously there was another guy that came in in the middle of that. And that's James uh, Sayers Ellis. And he's a, he's a poet, he's a photographer, so you could hear a few clicks going on back there. But he, he's the co-founder, along with James, of uh, The Heroes Are Gang Leaders. And they cool. mentioned an album that they put together. It's called The Amar Baraka Sessions. Um, and he was also a civil rights activist. He died in 2014. He's very important uh, to the movement and... Um, uh, yeah, that's a brilliant album. You can get that out. That come out in the beginning of January as well. And uh, if you liked what you heard there, uh, James Brandon Lewis is playing the Worldwide Festival, which is the Giles Peterson Festival. It's in the south of France, and that's going from the 28th of June to the 6th of July. Have you um, been to a few gigs recently? I know we like to uh, catch up on Yeah, on well, I going. went to uh, the Winter Sprinter, oh, uh, which cool. we did last year. I did yeah, it this yeah. year when, uh, with Michelle. Um, and Teresa from the reverse she went along yeah, did yeah, she Teresa she was texting me like having a go at me for not, turning, not going I couldn't go I can't remember why why couldn't you go I can't, you can't remember. remember I can't remember and is that her name Teresa from the reverse Teresa from the reverse <laughs> was texting Nathan out of the reverse oh god you just mentioned yourself in third person <laughs> <laughs> I always do that always do. carry on sorry I'm interrupting uh, go on. yeah yeah you're on the phone I'm trying to check out the uh, the dates for Donna Manuel's tour, so that when we get to play her song, I can I can I can talk with authority about it. Oh, so okay. I am trying to do. Although I shouldn't really admit that. Should I carry on? Carry on. Yeah, ignore yeah, my yeah. phone. Just get on with what you're so saying. So what was the gig that you were supposed to come to that you didn't turn up? Haiku salute, wasn't it? That's right. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Guinevere Raymond, who's a finger picking guitarist, she is amazing. You should need to check her out. Oh, brilliant! Big favourite of Uncut Magazine. Um, what about you? Anything? Yeah, we did a couple of things. Went to see Balthazar last week. Do you know Balthazar? Belgian yes. band. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah. Um, really good. Really, yeah, really. They're just really good live. Really incredible front man, and that was really good. So we did that at the Scala. Sold out. Amazingly, Scala. Really oh, that's busy. Good. I like Scala. Um, went to see Fat White Family at the Lexington. That's uh, about three hundred times. Time, isn't it? You've seen it. Do you know what it was? I, I was stu- I was stood there watching yeah. Fat White Family. It was yeah. it was fucking amazing. That's the first. Thing. They, they are for me. They're the best. Probably one of the best live bands ever. I, anyway, incredible. But I stood there, and uh, my sister and her husband turned up as well. My friend Daryl, I haven't seen for ages, was there. Quite a few people who who were there, and I thought I just thought everybody loves Fat White Family, and then I thought the Dylan's not here, and I, I thought you, you're not. You're not a massive fan. I don't really understand. I haven't got in yet. I haven't got in. I don't know what your problem with Fat White. Because we were End of the Road Festival together when we lost you. We had a wicked time. And Fat White Family were playing, as were a lot of the various affiliated Fat White Family bands, Warm Dusha and Insecure Men. And I I remember thinking you you always went off to see some. And there was a lot of choice, to be fair, but you didn't go and see those bands. You went to see other things. So you just not taken with them. The one I wanted to see, I did want to see Warm Dusha. 
Yeah. Um, but by that point, Michelle had gone, I can't hear another noisy guitar band. They played at two in the morning. And do you know what? It was less of a gig and yeah. more of a fight between Warm Dusha and the security guards as they tried to let all their fans on stage. It was uh, brilliant. But I don't remember hearing like a song all the way through. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. yeah, we mentioned we went to End of the Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great, wasn't Which it? Which was magic. It was. Yeah. It's um. It's got a bit bigger. Yeah. Probably a bit too big. Um. Right. And it was very interesting. It was the youngest crowd I've seen this year. Is that right? Yeah. And it was probably to do with like you know as you said, fat white family, but uh, idols played. Yes. Should we mention hookworms played? I couldn't a... get into idols. I mean, I could get into them, but yeah. I couldn't get in yeah. physically. Couldn't get you into couldn't the tent. Get into, that was a lot of the gigs you couldn't yeah. get into. Yeah, I went to see Ezra Furman after yeah. Ezra Furman idols. Went over to see them. They were in a you know relatively big tent, but yeah. you couldn't. You couldn't. It was it was packed out. What heartened me actually was like mentioning things like idols, who are a very political band. Yeah. Pack crowds. With a lot of young people there, yes, and then yes. people in their forties, fifties, and sixties. So it was almost like they were brought back to yeah, something, yeah. and <clears throat> the young kids were into something that's not Ed Sheeran. So that can only be a good thing. So definitely, um, yeah, that's brilliant. Good. Yeah. So um, next up, I think we're going to play a track from Donna Emmanuel. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I was, until I got told off for doing so, I was trying to check on my phone when her tour dates are because she's on the road at the moment with Dana and Manuel and the Stolen Band, who are brilliant, who played at uh, Under the Influence a couple of times, way yeah. back at the Tom Waits night. And I, in my solo uh, alter ego of Nat the Hammer, supported her at the Walthamstow Festival a couple of years ago. And they were just brilliant live. They were there. So if you can see them live, fully recommend it. They're playing the Lexington on Tuesday, the 19th, supporting someone else <laughs> but go along okay. early support the support in yeah, this case yeah. and go and see Donna Money well hopefully this band. goes out before before Tuesday well yeah, yeah let's, if we get on with it and get edited well, today exactly. so go and see them Tuesday but then they'll know they're playing Nottingham next week and a various so check out on the website all kinds of um, dates for the support um, for their tour coming up and here is a track and this song is called Motherfucking Whore Such a bore. You got one on me, a one I fixed on the door. You can't resist its pull. So go ahead and bow to the inevitable. Still get my say. Well, I spent all day writing on your wall in a backstab slash cut scrawls. This ain't my number, baby. Don't call. Well done. The blood feel good. Well, I'm your chance. Well, baby, don't you feel good? So fuck that dirty motherfucker like a motherfucking whore. Don't just stand around. If you're giving up, then you're going down. I 
plank, here's a till Keep a hold of your valuables when jumping ship This is your reward But where the party's at is overboard And you're hunched and teetering on your heel Wondering how good drowning feels Well, don't the blood feel good Swelling up in your chest Well, baby, don't you feel good Brilliant Donna Emanuel and the Stolen Band. They are supporting, I do now know, they are supporting Whiskey Shivers on their current tour, and that means that will see them performing at the Lexington on February the 19th, which is a brilliant venue. They're the support, support the support. But they're also playing the Bodega in Nottingham on the 21st and the Clooney in Newcastle on the 23rd of February. So they've got a lot of other tour dates on the website as well, so do look out Go for them. Go and see them live. Just brilliant. One yeah. of those bands that are, yeah. they're great on record, one of those bands who are 10 times better live. Yeah. Their guitar player is amazing to watch. She is just incredible. She's captivating guitar player, yes, riding around, doing anyway. Absolutely brilliant. So we're coming up to the end of this uh, this podcast. We are, yeah. Uh, so we've got a little bit of news. So David Cronenberg's wife, who we're big yep. fans of, uh, got a gig on the 23rd of March at the George Tavern in Whitechapel. And that's hosted by Rude and Mechanicals. Yep. Uh, who are a post-punk cabaret that you should yeah, listen great. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being played on uh, Tom Robbins and Six Music and stuff. 
Um, Amber Bugs have just released a single. It's called Maya Jazz Valentine. It was released yeah. on, funnily enough, Valentine's Day. Brilliant. And uh, they got a gig on the 24th of Feb. Obviously, the connection being Teresa plays in that band. You know, Teresa from the reverse. Teresa from the reverse. Is we she call known her. as Teresa from the Amber Bugs when she plays with the Amber Bugs? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> you heard Teresa that, Amber Teresa. Bugs. T, really T Amber sorry. Bugs. <laughs> and um, uh, there's a Gardador have uh, released uh, a two-track EP from a new uh, act band, solo act, called Twink, yeah. uh, which is T-W-I-N-K, which is uh, John Adler who used to be in The Pretty Things, uh, Pink Fairies and Stars briefly with uh, Sid Barrett. It's called Brand New Morning. Uh, the B-side is... Uh, is there a B-side anymore? Yeah. I suppose if it's on I the, think so, yeah. Uh, the track is... Uh, the B-side's called uh, Dreams Turn Into Rainbows and I really like that. Oh, I, cool. It does have that 60s, 70s psychedelic, psychedelic funky kind of, feel yeah, to it. Lovely. <sighs> So, uh, we're right near the end. Have you got anything to mention before we play the last track? Is no, we've covered most of it. Um, only the reverse, obviously. We're, yes. We are, we're nearly finishing our second album. Nearly. We're recording Tambourines. We yeah. did a, did a um, live session for Gary Crowley on BBC Radio London, so that was pretty exciting. So that that's was, online yeah. if you, can, if you yeah. want to listen to that. Two songs in an interview. It was one of those things where we literally had no time to sound check. We had four minutes while they played a song to set up all the amps all the percussion, all the keyboards and guitars, and then just, then they're like, right now you're going live. So it was terrifying, You've if I'm honest. You've got some lovely comments on Twitter, yeah. by the way, about the session. Uh, and it sounded good. Yeah. And they were, it's weird, isn't it? BBC, yeah. they're so professional. They didn't seem worried. We were like, we haven't sound checked, we haven't done anything. And, uh, but no, it was, it was really good. And that is actually on iPlayer or BBC Sounds or whatever, so you can listen to that. And we will have some new music soon. So yeah. We will. And uh, we're going to finish off today. I'm a big fan of this band. I found them last year, funny enough, because it's their debut album called Siren. They're a band called Sea Lion Woman. They're a two-piece. They're doing a gig on the 23rd of March in Bath, and on the 27th, they're supporting Tanya Tatak. Look her up. She's amazing. At the Borderline, which I am going to, so uh, you'll be able to see me there. Brilliant. And, um, yeah, this track is called, funny enough, Cool. So, uh Hope you enjoyed the track. Thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, please leave a comment on iTunes or on the website. Yeah, website, iTunes, Facebook page. Um, yeah. yeah, but keep listening. We'll be back very soon with, with more. We will, we promise.
attend the craft and I will sit and watch the waves. 